This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I am your host, Laura Lummer, and I am so happy that you joined me here today. Welcome to the show, and if you're a repeat listener, thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for all the support for the show and the great reviews and ratings. I appreciate the time that it takes for you to do that. You know, it's funny, I, there's a podcast that I love listening to, and she sent out something asking for people to give ratings and reviews. And honestly, I logged into it two different times to write my review before I came back the third time and actually finished. So I know it takes time and there's so many distractions. So thanks so much to those of you who have been going in leaving reviews, giving ratings. And if you get a chance, make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you are, iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. All right, so let's get into this. I have some very exciting news I can't wait to share with you. As of the time this recording comes out, we are preparing for a webinar that will begin on Friday, July 10th. So I'm excited to invite you to this webinar. It's called How to Revive Your Life After Breast Cancer, and you're going to love it. I'm going to give you some valuable tips on how to implement some of the strategies and mindset tools that I use in my 10-week coaching program, Revivify. And on that day, Revivify will open for enrollment. So I'm very excited to announce that. You can register for the webinar for free by going to thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash revive, R-E-V-I-V-E. There's going to be four different times that you can choose from, and I hope I get to see you there. All right, so let's talk about today's topic. As so many of the shows that I do, I was inspired to do this episode by a story that I heard, and then that story was reinforced by other conversations that I've had over the past couple weeks with members of my Empower membership and my Revivify program and the Breast Cancer Recovery Group. So when I hear something that women are telling themselves repeatedly and I see it's keeping them from living a full and happy life, I know it's time to do a podcast on it. Because if I heard it from a handful of women, then I know more of you are out there thinking and doing the same thing. So first, let me share this story with you. I recently had a conversation with a woman who shared a very inspiring story from her life with me. She is an American, this woman, and she was on vacation in Tibet, where she came across only one other American traveler during her time there. This other woman was dressed in clothes that fully covered her body, her face, everything. And she shared her story of lifelong suffering from an autoimmune disease and an allergy to the sun. Now, when my acquaintance asked this woman why she would come to a place like Tibet, a place referred to as Sun City or the City of the Sun, when she was allergic to the sun, the woman told her 
that she could not remember a day in her life that she hadn't been in pain or that she did feel completely well. But she had made a decision not to let that stop her from living her life. And when I heard that story, I, I thought, wow, that's just so similar to going through breast cancer treatment and early days, early years of recovery. I remember when I was going through treatment, I just had kept my eye on the end date for chemotherapy, the last day that I was going to have chemo, December 30th, 2011. And I would think, oh, three days later, I'm going to get back to living. You know, I'm going to go to the gym and my hair is going to grow and I'll lose the weight I put on from these flipping steroids and I'll get off of these drugs. And when that happens and when this happens and when that happens, right? And then for the next three years, it was, how do I get back to normal? When will I be who I used to be? But that never happens because we can't undo life experience. We can stay stagnant or we can move forward. But sometimes our body will change and our life will keep moving forward, but our mind doesn't move forward with us. It resists and it fights and it's like, no, this isn't my life. I'm not doing it this way. I'm not, I'm not having anything to do with it. But the truth is that whether you're going through breast cancer treatment or recovering from it, in addition to sheltering in place in a pandemic, life is still going on. And it may not be the circumstances you imagined living in, but if you're choosing to put your life on hold, you're missing out. No matter your circumstances, you can engage to the extent that you're able in your life and enjoy it. You can find joy every day. Now, of course, you want to be cautious and responsible, and especially if you have a suppressed immune system. I'm not saying run out into the world, throw caution to the wind. But what I'm saying here, what we're talking about, is that life itself is never on hold. And when we allow ourselves to believe that, we actually remove ourselves from the motion of life, the movement. We disengage from supporting our health contributing to our relationships, being aware of the possibilities within and around us that we could be participating in, that we could be fully present in. The author Bonnie Gintis in her book, Engaging the Movement of Life says, there's a way to hold a container for the process. And you may be able to achieve far more than you would ever think of asking for by engaging in the process of health rather than the product of health. Now, I really loved that when I read it because I never really thought about health as a product before. But I really see the truth in that. We commonly seek the outcome of health and of life. And when we're going through something challenging, rather than open our heart and our mind to the moment, because we don't like the moment, we grit our teeth, we bear down, or we just wait or say, I just need to get through it. But sometimes the change that you want or hope for doesn't come. And then what happens? How long will you have to wait to live your life? When I was a kid, I was raised in a Catholic family. I think I've talked about that before. And my mom would tell us about a place called Limbo. Now, I haven't practiced Catholicism in a long time, so things may have changed. But this was my childhood experience. Limbo was a place you went to right after you died. It's not heaven or hell. It's like a waiting room where you hang out until you get judged and they let you go into heaven or not. So I was terrified at this idea of limbo. 
because I just pictured this very sad, gray place kind of where there was no one who was really happy or friendly and you had no idea how long you had to stay there or where you were going to be sent, which was very scary at the time. You were literally just waiting for something to happen to you. And that's how I see it when we say my life is on hold. It's not great. It's not horrible. It's just nothing. It's just waiting. You can eat and you can drink and you can go to work and watch TV. But where's the joy? It's just like the lady in the Tibet story. You have to make a conscious choice to engage in life without waiting for everything to be right or to be perfect. After I finished treatment, I remember I had some pretty significant neuropathy and it was very uncomfortable, but I wanted so badly to go back to the gym and just do whatever I was going to be able to do. So I checked with my doctor and I asked him if I went to the gym, if I started exercising or lifting weights, would I be doing further damage or would it you know, be okay? Could I tolerate this? And he said, it wouldn't cause any further damage. Go for it. You know, do whatever it is that you can do. So I went back and I couldn't tolerate much because it was super hard to hold on to anything. So I couldn't really lift much weights or for very few repetitions. And at first I was really, really, really frustrated by that. But then I worked on coming to terms with the fact that I was really happy just to be able to be there in the gym. And it wasn't easy <laughs> or quick, but I had to work on letting go of my expectations of the outcome of what would happen because otherwise I would get frustrated and want to give up. I had to just do what I could do while I still worked on different solutions to try to improve the neuropathy, you know, work with acupuncture and all the things that I did. But if I'd waited for my hands and feet to go back to normal, honestly, I still wouldn't be in the gym. So my question for you is today, what are you waiting for? What do you have on hold in your life? Now, at the time of this recording, we are getting shut down again where I live here in Southern California because of the pandemic. And I just want to point out that that may be happening to you too. And you may think that that seems like a really good reason for life to be on hold again. But I would suggest that it's actually a reason to jump in to whatever it is you have on hold. So let's talk for a minute about how do you get back to living when you feel like everything is on hold? How do you fully live your life? Well, first, you need to recognize what it is that you're doing. Now, for those who were involved in my sugar challenge a couple weeks ago, they received a guide that talked about the stages of change. And that's basically a model in behavior science that talks about when people are and aren't ready to create change in their life. And this is important because if you find yourself in limbo, struggling or suffering from an internal desire to change, but not taking action to create that change, this is a really good place to start by looking at where you're at in this behavioral stage of change. I mean, literally just sitting there and being able to say, I'm not happy or engaged in my life and I don't know what to do about it. Or, and I want to figure out what to do about it. That's a starting point. Just that in and of itself, taking the action to start to look at why you feel like your life is on hold. That's a really great starting point as long as you keep digging into it. And here's the thing. Once we dig in like that, we find ourselves in an uncomfortable place. 
We see ourselves sitting on the sidelines of life and we'll often do something to distract us. Like instead of sitting in that space and trying to figure it out, go spend some time on social media. Sign up for different things that you never start doing like online classes or binge on TV. So these are all just distractions that take your mind away from why you're not doing what you say you want to be doing. So when you sit down and journal, even if it's just beginning that awareness, be very mindful of how your brain reacts. And if you try to find a distraction or if you can just really stay in that place and start to understand it. So seeing your behavior is step one. Asking yourself, is this an excuse? Is this a distraction? Is this just fear? Is it unpreparedness? You know, what are you feeling? Step two would be asking yourself this question. What are the perfect circumstances? What do you think will be different if those circumstances occur? And what happens if they never do? Be really honest with yourself when you, when you take a look at this because you have to ask yourself what are the perfect circumstances and what if they never occur because honestly, if you're feeling like your life is on hold, then you're not doing anything to make those circumstances occur. So are you sitting back waiting for life to create this perfect storm for you or do you get up and decide to create this perfect storm for yourself? It really takes effort and that takes time and planning to make that time to create circumstances for yourself. I think I mentioned this in a recent episode, but one of the things that we work on in my Empower membership is time blocking. And we don't do that so that every minute of the day is blocked off and productive, but we do it so that we can be intentional about deciding how we want to invest our time in our lives. Step three is to explore the steps you need to take to get engaged and get back to living your life rather than letting it slip by. There are endless, endless online courses out there. There's literally nothing you cannot learn online these days. Painting, writing, cooking, exercising. I think that's one of the reasons that I'm a habitual course taker because As I've said on the show before, I love learning new things. I love it so much. So for me, I have to practice slowing my roll and finishing what I start because I'm like a kid in a candy shop when I start looking into the quality of the online courses that are out there. So open your mind to the opportunities and be curious. Being curious and taking that step to explore options, that in itself is change. You're changing your circumstances. It's a small step. So recognize that and give yourself credit when you take it. Step number four is take action. Commit to whatever the action is that you need to take. Painting the bedroom, setting up date nights, writing 500 words a day, researching three new careers, whatever gets you back to living your life. Take some action. I met a woman when we did a show on cancer survivors for Jubilee Media a while back. And I'll never forget this. She was telling her story and she was so cute. And she says, you know, I decided to put myself on Tinder, bald and everything. And I just said, okay, who wants this? And she was, of course, scared, but she took action. And bald and fresh out of chemo, she did meet someone that she's been in a relationship with ever since. So what if she would have waited until her hair grew back or until she was done worrying about a recurrence? She might have missed out on her person. 
And now that's just an example. You may already be in a relationship or that's not even a thing that you care about right now. But what are you missing out on? Because you're waiting for the perfect circumstances. Now, we all know, and at least I hope we all know, that if it isn't on the calendar, it isn't going to happen, at least not consistently. So once you make that decision to take action, make sure to develop some accountability. You must write things down or plug them in or type them in. Write it in your calendar, honor it, and don't make other plans over it. And if you find yourself then not doing what you've written down and committed to, this is a time to head back to your journal and start working your way through those thoughts to see why. What's holding you back? Why aren't you doing it? Where there is resistance, there is always something underlying it. And it could be anything like this really isn't an authentic desire for you. Or maybe there's fear there for you. Or you're taking a tentative approach to life because you no longer believe you will be around to enjoy it. Or maybe you don't feel worthy or deserving. I think I've shared this story before, but I think it's also appropriate here. When I finished treatment and I decided to go back to college and earn a degree in health coaching, I really struggled with the idea of the amount of time and money that would be involved in me accomplishing that. I remembered my brother dying just two years into opening his business after becoming a chiropractor. And I thought, what if that happens to me? What if I spend the next two years earning this degree while working full time? I miss out on the time with my new husband, my children, my granddaughter, and then I just die. Or I get cancer again before I even finish. You know, is this a stupid decision I'm making? Will I regret this decision? But then I realized that no matter what I have done in my life, I never knew if I would live to see the end result. I remember when my kids were little, worrying and arguing with their dad over who we would name as the person to take care of them if we both died while they were little. And I remember thinking, what if this chemo or breast cancer kills me and I don't get to see my granddaughter and she's not old enough to remember who I am? You know what I mean? We can think that way about anything and about everything. But what I decided then was that if those worst case scenarios did happen, I didn't want my children to say, oh man, she always wanted to do whatever that was and she never did or she never got a chance. And just like I realized that my brother had spent the last two years of his life doing what he loved. And in that short time, he also helped a lot of people. And I decided I was going to do that too. That whatever time I had left, and now here today, I'm almost nine years out of treatment and still going strong. I was going to do everything I could to pursue my dreams. And even if I didn't live to see the outcome, it's kind of like the old cliche, I guess. I would die trying. So imagine, though, if I did, if I put my life on hold, if I waited until I felt certain about the various concerns that I had, need to make it to the five-year mark or the 10-year mark or whatever, Imagine if I had waited for those circumstances that I considered perfect because it was not perfect when I went back to school. It was very imperfect. And if I had let my life remain on hold, I, you wouldn't be listening to me now. You know, the women that I've mentored and coached, the dozens and dozens of women would never have had that support. So what is it that you are not doing and that you and those lives who you could be impacting 
are missing out on. So work through those five steps. One, do some self-discovery and see what's holding you back. Two, ask yourself, what is the story you're telling yourself about the perfect circumstances? Three, get curious and explore your options. Lots and lots of options. Four, pick one and take action. And five, calendar it and honor that time for yourself. All right. If you have questions, you can find me on Facebook as Laura Lummer. You can message me there or you can join our free Facebook group, the Breast Cancer Recovery Group. And if you want to talk more about reviving your life after breast cancer, register for my free webinar at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash revive. And if you're ready to jump in and truly make some transformation in your life, go ahead over to my website, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com and join the Revivify waitlist. Revivify is just a wonderful transformational program and it opens July 20th. So I hope that this helps you and I look forward to hearing how you took your life off hold. You know how to find me and I honestly would love to hear. So have a safe and happy 4th of July and I'll talk to you next week. And until then, be good to yourself and please be kind to each other. Tame the voices in your head. You've put your courage to the test. Laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before. Your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the door. Give it all you got. No hesitating. You've been This is your moment.